Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Get your hands up. Yeah. Welcome to the show. It's Straight Talk with Joe. Welcome to the show. It's Straight Talk with Joe. Yo, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to Straight Talk with Joe. Season 3 is in full effect. We took a brief hiatus, but God said it's time for you guys to get back to work, and we are back. My name is Joe Detellis, and let me introduce our wonderful co-host, Mr. Keith Ellaby. What's going on, world? How y'all doing? Love y'all, miss y'all. Can't forget about Miss Monique Calderon. Hello, everybody. Miss you. This is once again Straight Talk with Joe. We really, really, really missed everybody. Um, you know, crazy things have happened over the last few months. Um, Mr. Keith Ellaby is now a husband. Thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Monique Glory is a world traveler, spreading the word of God. Thank God for that. Amen. All the glory to and, the Lord. Amen. You know, we, um, you know, once again, we're just happy to be back, happy to be servants of, of Christ and, um, you know, we feel that this season is going to be bigger and better. Um, you know, with everything that's been going on, you know, in our personal lives, um, you know, your lives, um, you know, within the body of Christ, you know, we this any better can't be a better time to uh, have straight talk with Joe have an open dialogue about the Christian faith, and be better stewards of the Word of God. So uh, before we get into tonight's show, um, let's just say a quick prayer, you know, allow the Holy Spirit to move and allow God to um, use his mighty majesty to navigate us through tonight's show. Um, So, um, Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for this magnificent opportunity We thank you, Lord God, for allowing your Holy Spirit to be encapsulated within our minds and in our hearts. We pray that we use this platform to spread your word, to spread your truth, and to be honest about what you want us to do within your kingdom, Lord God. We pray that you continue to use us as vessels 
we pray that um, we hear your word, we speak your word, and we live your word. So we thank you and we praise you in your, in your son Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So tonight, um, we have a great show for you guys. You know, we want to we want to touch on a topic that is, you know, just the the topic alone um, is self-explanatory. God is not a liar. I mean, uh, when we when we reference uh, the Bible, you know, we can go to a particular passage in Hebrews, the third chapter, the thirteen. I mean, I'm sorry, the sixth chapter, the thirteenth uh, through the eighteenth verse, and within that verse. Uh, Keith, you wanna you wanna read it? Maybe uh, allow Absol- allow the saints to uh, absolutely get an idea of what we what, what we're talking about tonight. Absolutely. Um, so we're reading from Hebrews six, uh, verse thirteen to eighteen, and I'm just gonna read it real quick and just explain a little bit of it. It says, for when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, surely, blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply you. And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men indeed swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is for them Uh, An end of all dispute. Thus God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. So, this is a great passage that talks about uh, how God is not a liar and how he swore by himself that he would do something. And God cannot lie and he does not lie. So if God promises himself something, it's, it's already done. And um, like Joe was saying, when we read these scriptures, uh, we have to, I think it's good to, to really lay hold to those promises that God has made in the scriptures, um, because he cannot lie. When he says something, he's going to do it. And um, it just, if you, if you read the Bible with that sort of uh, scope, then it'll become a lot more rich to you instead of just words on the page. Um, so that just goes into... Uh, We're just going to get right into it. Uh, Why do you guys think, like, when we go to church, we read the Bible, we pray, we sing, we clap, and we we read these verses, we get a little bump, and we feel happy, but then when the week comes, we're right back to where we were, or some of us are right back to where we was, uh, were. 
why do you think we, like, doubt the promises of God where he says, you know, he'll never leave us or forsake us or he is love or he's forgiving? Like, why do you, why do those things quickly just evaporate out of our mind? What, like, why do you think some Christians secretly doubt that God is going to fulfill his promise? Well, I think it's because well, – sorry, Joe. No, no, go, go ahead, Monique, go ahead. I was going to say I think it's because people forget or let's just say might not even know. Did we, did we lose Monique? I think we might have dropped Monique. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll pick. I'll, I'll pick up. So you know, I, I think. I think uh, one instance could possibly be. You know, we uh, or others might go to church, and when they're going to church, they're looking for something. They're looking for a feeling, right? So. When you go to church, you go to church and, you know, the the pastor uh, gives a roaring sermon, the music is great, your feelings are encapsulated within that moment, right? And then you say to yourself, I'm going to be a good Christian. I'm going to be good. I'm going to live right. And then all of a sudden, within that moment, prince of this world, the enemy, sees your joy, sees your jubilation, and says, aha, I see it, and I know that they're not strong in the word of God, and I know how to get them. So within that moment, they feel great. They feel a oneness with, with the word of God. But it's just having a feeling for something and having a relationship for something. So Monday comes around, they wake up in the morning, thank you, God, for this day. I feel great. And then they get in their car, and that car doesn't start. Thank you, Lord. I believe in you. My car's going to start. Boom, the car starts. Driving down the road, driving. I get a flat tire. Oh, Lord, I still thank you. I'm going to continue to press on. Get your tire changed, you're stuck in traffic. I can't believe I'm stuck in traffic. My car going to start. I got a flat tire. I'm going to be late for words. Bad, bad, bad. And then the flesh starts to take over, right? And you forget that feeling because you haven't established a relationship. So mm. I think. Within and you know within the, and and then and then also to go back to that the enemy says now I got it now since you're not strong within the word of God now now the enemy he, he and he is an omnipresent so he's not always there but it's that flesh right that fleshly enemy right that says to you, that, that 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 speaks to you um, that says like if we were to break it down on the uh Psychology level, the id and the ego, the ego being the devil, right? So the ego says, man, 
if God loved you, why would you get that flat tire? Why wouldn't your car start? If God loves you, he knows you got a right. family to take care of. Why are you stuck in traffic? God isn't real, right? And then you mm. think to yourself, because now we have the free will to think, you think to yourself, that might be right. I know I'm a good person. God knows my struggle. You know, the proverbial God knows my heart. Why would God let me do that? But see, here's the thing. God is not a liar. God Mm. allows you to be within those situations because, remember, God does not tempt you, right? So within those those moments are what I call life moments. Things happen, right? But just because things happen doesn't mean that God is not there. His truth is there. His word is there because it existed before you were there, before I was there, before creation was there. His word was there. He was there. His being was there. The son was there. The father was was there. The Holy Spirit was there. So to go back to your question, why do the saints or why do the believers or the so-called believers Right, because you can say that you're a Christian, but you you have to live it. You have to walk it. You have to breathe it. You have to be it. You have to be in it to be a Christian. So, if if you say that you're a Christian and you're not doing any of those things, then how can the Father receive you? Because He has to see that you're worthy enough to be a part of him, right? And then, before you even get that far, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can go through the Father except through me. Yes, he died on the cross for you and I to live, but you have to be received through Jesus Christ in order to even get to the Father. You can't get to the Father without Jesus. And once again, right. it's backed up in the Word of God because God is not a liar. Hey, guys, can you Absolutely. hear me? Absolutely. Yeah, Monique. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I'm for the sure technical hiccup. Yeah. Um, so, can Monique, I touch on that something. question? So, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Um, what I think is, you know, the gap that happens between, you know, Sunday to Monday, um, and we're in church when we, you know, a word's been spoken over us or something's been impressed upon our heart and we just are believing for it. And then as the week progresses, um, we lose, many of us lose faith. And I believe that's because we don't truly understand the character of God, you know, the character of God is he never goes back on his promises. Right. And it says actually in Psalm eighty nine thirty four, no, I will not break my covenant. I will not take back one word of what I said. 
And so Amen. for us to understand, you know, the character of God is we will never truly comprehend the things of God. We will never truly comprehend why he moves the way he does and when he moves the way he moves. You know, Luke 18.27 says, but he said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. And so we let the flesh get the best of us. And the enemy comes in because he sees that, that, that weakness we've got, like, oh, look, she's beginning to doubt. She's beginning to doubt that that's really not going to happen. Here's my time to go in there, get in her thoughts, and just put all types of negativity in her mind, have her partner with fear, have her partner with anxiety, have her partner with all kinds of lies, and before you know it, you've forgotten the promise. But mm. the thing is, if if God has promised us something as I just stated back to Psalm eighty nine thirty four, he will not take back not even one word of what he said. I mean, our God, our God's love for us is not circumstantial, and I believe nowadays it's so hard for us to understand what that love is to even comprehend. We'll never fully comprehend it, but. You know, there there is no there are no strings attached with this love. It doesn't matter what we did yesterday. It doesn't matter what we did an hour ago. And it doesn't matter what we're going to do tomorrow. He will come through on his promises. Now, if we're ready to receive them or not is another, a whole other thing. Will God deliver the promise? Absolutely. Is it going to be in your timing? No. It's going to be in God's timing. In God's timing, it has to do, there's so many different variables, right? I'm not God, but I can tell you from what I've seen in the Word is we need to be able that when we receive that blessing or what it is we've been praying for, that we're not like the prodigal son, that we don't go and we get our inheritance and then we squander it. God doesn't want that from us. He wants us that when we receive that blessing, when we receive that promise, that we are to hold tight to it, and it, it will not depart from us. And so that's mm. something to keep in mind as well when you're thinking, why hasn't God, he, you know, they've, prom- they've prayed this over me. I, they, So many people prayed this over me, and I've heard it from him, and he's, he's spoken to me, and, and why isn't it coming through? You know, so many of us, we look at God like he's a genie in a bottle. And our wish mm-hmm. is his command. And it does not work that way. We have to understand mm-hmm. that there are things that we want for ourselves that are not from God. And my question is, Amen. have you asked God? For our careers, for instance, have we asked God, God, is this where you would have me to be? Is this the career that you would have me to go? Is this where I would be um, blessing people and, and, and fulfilling the kingdom purpose that you've created me for? Is it in this particular career? Because you could feel like you're grinding your wheels and like things are not working out. It could be because God never told you to go be a nurse. God never told you to be a lawyer. God never told, whatever it is. 
we take God out of the equation, but then we we find the most convenient place to write Him in the equation when we when we need something or want something. I think so many of us are um, going by what can God do for me instead of what can I do through God? What can I do mm. for God? We're asking what can God do for me, and it's the complete other way around. And then people are getting upset. Because he's not fulfilling the promises. Well, hold up. You can't receive one part of his word and deny another. If you want to receive his promises, then you need to fully encompass what that is. And along with that, with every promise that he gives, he provides an instruction. So are we following the instructions to receive the promise? For instance, Amen. Psalm 84.11 says, For Jehovah God is our light and our protector. He gives us grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk along his path. What's the instruction there? Wow. Who walk along his path. So are you truly walking the path that God is calling you to walk? Are you being obedient to him? Are you fully submitted to him? Are you obeying the commandments. If you're not fully walking along his path and then you're wondering, Oh my goodness, you know, I'm not I'm not receiving all the good things from God. Well it says right here, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk along his path. So if you're not walking along his path, how can you expect to receive the good? Hmm. That's good, Monique. Wow. It's really good. Wow. I wow. <laughs> I, I think uh that that that's that's amazing. I, I think I agree a hundred percent. Uh we need to lay hold to the promises of God um and not always get in our own minds when things aren't going our way. Um yeah. and God is a good God. That's another thing. People have to understand this. God is a good God. And he knows what's good for us. And and our own minds might think we know what's good for us, but God ultimately knows. Look at it this way. The God we worship has created all things. He is wisdom. He is truth. He is everything. So wouldn't we want to depend on him for direction, like Monique said? He knows what's going to happen tomorrow. He's in eternity. He's not in. He's not locked down to our time. Um, God is all knowing, and He cares for you. He cares for you. He wants a relationship with you. That's why He sent His Son, Christ, to die for your sins. So He is the liaison to a relationship to the Father. It, it's it's once you are in Christ. You you have access to the Father, and whatever you ask, He said He would do according to His will, and it's a good thing. Those are the promises. Um, but if you don't believe the promises, um, you're you, you have to fight through that, and it, and it's going to be a hard fight. Some people struggle with faith a whole lot, and I'm not even going to just throw it on uh, because you're living wrong. I don't know everyone's situation. I think that's a common response to that. But I will say that 
from from what I'm just learning and just seeing and over our break, I'm just seeing that the enemy attacks the mind. He is very, very deceitful, and he attacks the mind. And I've seen it through different conversations I've had with people that profess to believe in God and people that have other different ideologies. It's it's really interesting to, to just see their beliefs and how they come up with it. And the enemy is just sowing bad seed, bad seed. And you can be the most righteous, holiest person, but if the enemy can deceive you into believing what he teaches, then you'll be a holy person believing in a false god. So it, 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 you really have to lean on the truth, which is Jesus Christ, who's revealed himself to man and died for our sins and rose again. That's where it starts at. Um, did anybody have anything else they wanted to add to? Uh, yeah, um, I, I, you I know. do want to uh, say this. I, I think we uh, phone lines are open. Um, we are encouraging everyone to call in to 516-387-1427. Uh, phone lines are open, 516-387-1427. Um, I, I, I want to point something out. Oh, Joe, Joe, uh, Joe, Joe, let me, let me say one more quick thing real quick. Okay. Um, I want to throw this out here for our listeners. Um, we are not theologians. Um, we are not teachers. We didn't go to college to study the Greek. Uh, we did not study Hebrew. We didn't help write a translation of the Bible. We are three average Joe believers that love the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we follow him. And we are three Christians, and your brothers and sisters in Christ. And we're please open up the we we will we opened up the phone line so we could just have a conversation. Um, we're not claiming to be the authority on everything that is in the Bible. We just like to talk, and we would like to love if you called and have a conversation, so we could just open up the discussion for different things. And we don't have to, you know, we're not going to call you out on different things. We just like to put things out there and bond and fellowship with one another. So that's, I just want to put that out there, but go ahead, Joe. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're talking about, you know, we're talking through or around the subject, God is not alive. So as Christians who, who, you know, we're not professing to be theologians or pastors or evangelists or what, what have you, but we are stewards and disciples of the word of God. And as stewards and disciples mm-hmm. of the word of God, we know that Christ is not alive or God is not alive. But here's, here's the thing. We know that God is not a liar. But if God is not the liar, are we lying to ourselves? Right? Mm. Because when, 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 when you say that God is not a liar, but you go out and you do, Remember, God does not force you to do anything because we are a part of the will. We are in the will, right? If God is not a liar and we go out and go against the grain of um, the word of God, then in essence you have to question or, or, or say to yourself, then I must be the liar. And if I'm, if I'm the liar, then I'm a part of the, the true liar, which is the enemy. So what does that say? Am I really a Christian? Am I really a, a, a believer of the Word of God? 
because I know truth, right? And here's here's the thing uh, that that I can equate it to. As a parent, I know when my children are telling the truth and when my children are lying, right? Mm -hmm. I can see it. I can sense it. I, I, I can feel it. I know when they're lying and when they're telling the truth. So as a parent, knowing that when my children are lying or telling the truth, I know what they're going to say. I know what their response is going to be based on my question. So when God asks you a mental question, why are you doing that? And you know the answer because, remember, he sees all, he knows all, he watches. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. So when God asks you a mental question, he says, why are you doing that? And your response is a lie to him, and we know through Proverbs, that that's one of the seven things that he hates, and you lie to God, and you know that he hates it? When God hates something and you forcefully push that hate upon God, then you have to call yourself a liar. Now you mm-hmm. have to go and reevaluate yourself as a Christian. And within that reevaluation mm-hmm. process, you have to ask yourself a, a, a set sort of, of, of questions and say, what am I doing wrong? How is my life not lining up to the word of God. Am I studying? Am I fellowshipping? Am I spreading the good news? Or am I gossiping? Am I saying profane things? Am I being blasphemous? Am I going against the teachings and beliefs that I know in my heart of hearts is the word of God? Or am I just going through the motions? Do I just go to church on Sunday? And do and, and when, when my coworkers or my friends and my family are, are affected in adverse situations, am I promoting the word of God through them? Not necessarily being a Bible pusher, but am I giving them a good word, an encouraging word, to allow them to see the light within me? So that God works through me, through them. So one must ask themselves, I know that God is not a liar. Am I the liar? Am I the deceiver? Because there has to be something within your life where you have to ask yourself, something's not right. Now, the caveat to that is, things happen. So if you know in your heart of hearts, that things happen in life, people get cancer. People lose their homes. People die. That's life. If things like that happen, no, it's no fault of yours. It, that's a part of living. My grandma, my grandmother always says, you know, things happen, keep living, baby. Because things will happen throughout <laughs> life. Now, if, if, if you're going through this walk, and you're seeing things that you know are wrong, and you continue to do them, that's not what the Word of God wants you to do. And then within those moments, you have to say, I'm not living through the fruits of the Spirit. I'm living through the fruits of the world. And how and, 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 and when you think about that and you ask yourself, Am I getting fed through my spirit or am I getting fed through my flesh? 
So if you're getting fed through your flesh, you can feel it. A good Christian can feel it because it feels like slime is on you. If it doesn't feel right, you can't say things that you, you know, you, you know, the, 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 coming up in the Baptist church, I used to hear the, the, the older Christians say, I can't do the things that I used to do anymore. I can't walk like I used to walk. I can't talk like I used to talk. And this is just truth behind that. But if right. it's still, if it's 2017. Every, I'm assuming everyone on this phone is over the age of 25. If you're still doing the same things you did 10 years ago, chances are you haven't allowed the spirit to work through you. You wanted the spirit. You wanted your earthly spirit to work through you because you're consumed with the things that this world has to offer, and you're not thinking about the the majesty. See, that's the thing about a Christian. We are royalty. The, the devil is not royalty. The devil is a peasant, but we're royalty. But we're living as peasants? That doesn't even sound right. So once again. Yeah, I, I think, um, you, I'm sorry, go ahead, Jeff. No, no, I, I was just gonna say, you know, you, you have to ask yourself, are you the liar? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's definitely, definitely uh, true. It's a good, good thing to examine yourself. I mean, I would just want, would like to add to that. Um, it's you have to grow up sometimes. Um, you can't go through your life as a babe in Christ. Um, that's starving yourself of what God has to offer, like you said. Um, a, a lot of times uh, we tend to think as uh, getting saved as this miraculous thing that happens, but it's actually uh, a new life that's in you, and you have to learn this new life through the Holy Spirit and being very sensitive to it. The thing is, the enemy clouds your mind with different things whenever whatever chance he gets. But as you're a babe in Christ, you have to grow and mature in the word of God, listening to the Holy Spirit, testing your faith, seeing the Lord move in your life. Those things will help grow your faith. The Bible says we should add to our faith, you know, love, patience. These different things you have to add to, and God's going to get you there, but you have to be very sensitive and obedient to his voice and the Holy Spirit and, and definitely read the word of God for instruction. Um, the word of God is not a rule book. It's not a list of do's and don'ts. It's, it's, a, it's a book with a lot of truth in it that will help you grow your relationship with the Holy Spirit that is in you. But if you don't do that, you're you're just going to be going off of whatever happens or better, worse, teachers that tell you what you want to hear and they may lead you astray. And um, that's what happens when you're not getting the nutrition that you need. Um, so I just wanted to add that in as well. Um, if you If you are living a life and you're out there, you got saved, and you don't even know what that means, I would definitely go back to the word of God and find out what you got yourself into because God is real. He's not a liar. And the Bible says he chastises his children. 
Yeah, I don't want to be chastised by God. <laughs> so, you know, it, just take heed to these things. Amen. Yeah, um, the number we have is 516-387-1427. We love if you guys called in and just talked to us. We don't get paid for this. Uh, this is something we do out of the love, and we just love to talk to other believers. And even if you're not a believer, please call in and ask us some questions. We would love to hear from you. Uh, we'll just keep it moving along. And, Joe, you kind of touched on this. A little bit. I think Monique did too. Now, this is the other part of what you just went off about. Does God change his nature based on your behavior? No. 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 And I said, so if Joe Joe started wilding out tomorrow and just, you know, do you, would God would still love you then? Of course, because that's who he okay. is. You got to understand the essence of God is love. Nothing can exist. Listen, nothing can exist in this world without the creation of love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever so believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. After God created, uh, the, uh, uh, created the universe, he, lo- he looked around and said, Basically, I did a good thing. So when you do a good thing and through God, and, and I'm just using this as a hyper, not even hypothetical, I'm just thinking it as itself. God saw that his 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 love was so uh, 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 you know it was so bountiful that He did a good thing, right? So. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing there's nothing that can't be done within this world without God's love. So that will never go away. In fact, the fact that you listen, as a Christian, we have to go through some things, right? The fact that you're still living is based off of God's love. The fact that I'm not in jail, the fact that I'm not dead, is based off of God's love, right? So. God, God will allow you to go through that that situation, because you chose to do that. That's the beauty of God. You mm-hmm. chose to, you know, you, you you heard you might have heard your parents say growing up, you made your bed now you got to lie in it. If you chose right. to do wrong, that's your decision. If I chose to do wrong, that's my decision. But just like the prodigal son, mm-hmm. God is always there, and he's and he's even there why he's even there while you're doing wrong, and just just like a parent, mm-hmm. you know what? It hurts my heart to see you do wrong, but I still love you. You know, I see I see parents all the time. You know, their their kids may be strong out on drugs, but that doesn't mean that they don't love them. And when they and well, when their children decide, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying I, I, that's that's amazing that she said that because I'm gonna ask this question. There's probably some people that listen or listening or uh, will listen to this that feel like God does not love them. 
anymore. Not true. They probably Not went true. to church when they were smaller, and they got caught up in the world, and uh, they feel like they're too bad to come back to church. What do you you're have not, to say to look, people, those people? You're well, never see, too big. Oh, go ahead. This, this is for both of y'all. <laughs> no, no, because I, 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 when you mentioned that question, I was thinking of, I was thinking of Monique, so I, I'm going to let her take it down. I'm in, that's a lie. That's a lie straight from the pit of hell. That's exactly what the enemy wants us to think, is that we're too bad. You know, I hear so many times from people, if I invite them to church, Oh, if I came in, you know, the church would catch on fire or the, the roof would cave in um, <laughs> because of the things I've done. And, you know, that's exactly what the enemy wants us to think is we're too, we're too far gone. It's too, we're so far gone that it's going to take a miracle for God to, they feel that God's turned his back on them in their sin. They feel that he's no longer caring for him. It's like that fire and brimstone type of God. And if you really read the word, you see that our God is a God of love and of grace and of mercy. And, you know, as much as I like to say, there's some people who have done me wrong and I'd like to say, yeah, you know, God's mad at you and God wants nothing to do with you and you're going to have to do all these works to get right with God. That's not the truth. The truth mm-hmm. is that God loves you. He's always loved you. He will always love you. There is nothing that can separate you from God's love. There is no, there is no sin that can separate you from God. And when I say that, I mean that all of the bad that you've done, he still loves you. It will, it will never separate you. The, the only time that when you're going to be separated is if you never receive Jesus Christ into your heart. And when it comes time for you to go, well, you never believed in him. And so there's two choices, heaven or hell. And that's, the, that's when you'll be separated from his love. But while we're here on this earth, there is nothing that can ever separate us from his love. All we need to do is call upon his name and ask for forgiveness. And he says in his word that it is so far gone. It is from, you know, as far gone from... Uh, from the West as the East is. It's like not even in his mind. It's not even in his memory anymore. It says in the word that, that it's stricken from his memory. And so for anyone that's listening right now, if you feel like you're too far gone and there's nothing, you, you can't go back to God because you're feeling shame or guilt, I want you to know right now that that shame and that guilt is placed on you by the devil himself. Because just as Keith said, our God is a good God. All good and glorious things come from above, come from our Lord. And shame and guilt Amen. are feelings, and those are spirits that have come from the enemy himself that he's placed on you. So when you are feeling ashamed and when you are feeling guilt, you are partnering 
enemy. You are partnering with these lies. And so just know that God loves you. So he's in relentless pursuit of you. He gave his only son for you so that you could be forgiven. You, I, want people, I want you to think about the crucifixion and how Jesus, you know, it says he bled for our transgressions. All of our sin, all of the bad was crucified and buried with Christ. He bore all of that spiritual lies and see when we believe these lies that we think that God is a liar you need to know straight up that that's the enemy telling you that because the enemy doesn't want you to receive the blessings the enemy doesn't want you to receive that promise and he'll do every he will lie to you he will scheme he will put people in your life to lie to you to put you down to get you to doubt the character of God and as I read earlier, and I'll give that verse again, Psalm eighty nine thirty four. our God says, no, I will not break my covenant. I will not take back one word of what I said. He wants to bless you. He wants to give you that promise. But that means you need to stop partnering with the enemy. It's like you're holding hands with the devil himself. When you are believing that God is a liar, that he's never, I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to, I'm never going to find the right one, or I'm never going to make enough money. And I'm never this, and I'm never that. First of all, in the word, it says that we aren't supposed to say never. I don't know if you guys know that, but we are uh, coming into a type of, um, of bondage when we're saying never and you need the deliverance for that if you've ever said never on something and and so especially if you're putting never on god you need to get delivered from that and know that everything is possible with the lord amen amen that was that was great that was uh, a blessing as always monique um, when you were saying, when you were talking, I was thinking about something that you said and then something that Joe said earlier in the show, and it just made me scratch my head, and you guys could weigh in on this. But it, it, in, uh, I believe it was Proverbs where it says, these are the things that God hates, you know, and there's a list of things that God hates, right? But then In the Bible, it says God died for uh, Jesus shed His blood for the ungodly, and it's like, why? Like He hates these things, but then He sheds His blood for these things, so we can be reconciled to Him. And when Monique said, you know, we can't know the depths of God's love. How can you die for something that you hate? It makes it like that to me. That's that's a whole other level of love because you have patience and long suffering for your creation, and you want them to be in a covenant with you. You send your only begotten Son to die on a cross. He followed the will of God perfectly. He made several promises that, and one of them was, He'll never leave or forsake us, and He leaves His peace with us. 
Then he goes to be slaughtered on the cross for the ungodly. <laughs> that that's amazing to me. What? Who else? Where else is there to go after that? Jesus Christ is the way, and I I just think that's a. Uh, there's no greater love than a man that lays down his life for his friends, and everybody ran from Jesus. He, his his closest friends betrayed him when when you know when he was caught, and he laid down his life for them too. But you know, but so, you know what? I'm 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 sorry. Go ahead. That should show you when his closest friends. In fact, his closest friend, friend, Peter, when Peter said, and, I, and I'm, I'll break it down into in today's terms. Let's say, Keith, let's just say you're Jesus. I'm Peter. Mm-hmm. You come to me. So you know, um, you know I'm going to die in a couple of days, right? So when I die, you're going to betray me. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna stab me in the back. No, not me. It's it's me, Peter. You know, we've been down for like, I don't know, 15 years. You know, you're my boy. I'm telling you, Peter. 15 years. When when I die, you're going to betray me. As soon as Jesus died on the cross, what did Peter do? Betrayed Jesus. Well, he... He betrayed him right. before he he died on the cross. Well, he, 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 you're right. You're right. He, he betrayed him. <laughs> he betrayed him before he died on the cross. But but uh, you're right. He did. He did. I have a moment. But um, but what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, we're human. Within those moments of life, yeah, you know, we'll slip up. But but the beauty of the love, you know, like what goes back to your original question, the beauty of the love of Jesus Christ forgave Peter. Just like Monique said, there's nothing, and I do mean nothing, that will separate you from the love of Jesus Christ and the love that God has for you. The only way that you can get separated from that love is if you don't claim to be a believer, if you don't claim to be saved. You know, if, if once you confess with your heart, I mean, once you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that Jesus Christ died for your sins, on that day, you're surely saved. In fact, for anyone that's listening right now, and now on the fence, they don't, they, they don't know, they might, blah, 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 blah. The Bible says, don't be lukewarm or I'll spew you out. God says, don't be lukewarm or I'll spew you out. If you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ died for you, you're saved. And that's the end of that. You don't have to go through a process. You don't have to go to new members class. You're saved. And that's all that matters. And from that day forward, from this moment forward, you live for Christ. It's not going to be easy. Nobody said it was going to be easy, and if they did, they're lying to you, my God. But if you can believe that you can sit down in a chair, that gravity is going to hold you up, something that you cannot even see, then why can't you believe in something that's going to save your life? 
Why can't you believe in something that, mm. that works out for your good, that works out for, for the betterment of yourself? Because I guarantee you, as a Christian, once you decide to make that change in your life, you know it won't be easy, but your life becomes a whole heck of a lot better. The burdens that weighed you down in life are no longer there. The, the, the thought of you trying to do whatever it is that you're doing in life to make yourself successful, the selfishness that you have in your heart is gone. And no one won't happen overnight, but I guarantee you, when you make up in your mind that you want to live for Jesus and not for yourself, that you want to live for God and not for yourself, I guarantee you your life changes and you feel a lot better. Stop letting that burden of this world weigh you down because it's not worth it. What good does it gain a man to uh, what? What? Oh, help me out. What good does it does uh, it profit a man it, to gain the world? Yeah. The man, and, and then to lose his soul. The world isn't going to give you anything. Last time I checked, when when I die, I'm not going to have a brink truck come to the cemetery in my processional. I'm not. I'm not going to have a uh, 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 gold buried with me. In fact, I heard a story. It said, um, um, uh, the husband told the wife, when I die, I want you to, to, to leave everything, all the money, all the possessions with me. The wife said, sure, no problem. When, they, um, when, when the husband died, she wrote him a check, put it in his, his, his coat pocket. And someone asked, what did you put in your, wife? What did you put in your husband's top pocket? Everything that he asked for. You can't take it with you when you die. There's nothing that you can do. So stop trying to be selfish, you know, where get money, you know, I, 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 I'm trying to get money. I'm trying to be lit. I'm trying to be on fleek, whatever they're saying nowadays. That stuff is irrelevant. <laughs> when you, you know, decide to, to stop being selfish, I guarantee your whole life will change. You know, you know, that's really good, and I think to start that process, we have to get reacquainted or have to get acquainted with God our Father and that he is a father and that you are a son. If you mm. believe and you have faith in Christ and you put your faith in him, and there's a verse in the Bible um uh, and it, I was reading it today, and it blew my mind. Where it says we have we <laughs> man, I wish I'd go into it. It says we have trust before we believe. And I, I had to, I read it like a billion times because it, it blew my mind. Once it just hit home, it's like you trust in God, then you believe in God. And mm-hmm. a little bit about that is. You have to trust God and believe him. You ever heard that term, trust and believe? Like, mm-hmm. you need to trust him at his word because you have nothing. No one else can, like Joe was just saying, you have nothing. You're dead in your sin. Your sheep going to the slaughter. No one else can mm-hmm. save you. And mm-hmm. you're, you can do nothing without Christ. Yep. So you have to trust him and take him at his word. 
and at his work because you have nothing else. Once you come to that point and put your trust, like, Lord, whatever, I believe, help me, save me. He yep. will come in. He doesn't turn anybody away. He casts nobody away. And can it, when you do that, put your, I'm sorry, go ahead. What are you saying, Joe? No, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go, go ahead, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was just saying, once you put your faith in him, you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Romans 5 Chapter 5, verse 1 and 2, I'll just read it real quick, and I'll let you go, Joe. It says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We have peace with God. Christians should not be stressing out about the things that's going on in this world. We shouldn't be worried about who the president is. We shouldn't be worried about when the next meal is coming. From. We shouldn't be worried about any of these things. We already have peace with God. We're going, we, we've gotten the promise. You know, <laughs> life should be a breeze. Like, we're, we're just pilgrims well, here anyway. But, go ahead. I, I, I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant. Spiritually, it should be a breeze. I know what you're about to yeah, go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> I, I have to say it. Because you can't, you can't have one without the other, right? Like mm-hmm. being a Christian isn't easy. If you look at Jesus' life, the stuff that he went through, and I'm not talking about what the Pharisees did. I'm not talking about you know what 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 the what the Jewish the Jewish uh, sect did. I'm just talking about his everyday life, the stuff that he had to endure, the stuff that he had to go through. But if Jesus had to go through that, and he was the son of man, we have to endure the same thing. And that's a heavy thing to carry. So, you know, I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna let those who are on the fence um think like, you know, it's gonna be sweet 'cause I mean, yeah, all right. And I and I know we're gonna do a show about it, but you know what, I know what I'm not even gonna touch on it right now. I won't even <laughs> talk. <laughs> We're gonna get ready. (laughs) We're gonna get ready to wind down. Does does anybody have any uh, last closing final thoughts that they want to share with our audience tonight? Um, I'll say this. No. I I thank God that uh, he's allowed us to have this platform. I thank God that he's given us the opportunity to not just share our thoughts on on the word of God, but to allow us to listen to what other saints and other believers have to say about the word of God. I think in today's days we need to have this open dialogue. We need to have this open conversation about the word of God because when you turn on the TV, it's either reality TV, which is, which is an even reality. 
We have reality TV or false false television, whatever's going on in the political world, and cartoons. <laughs> and sports <laughs> in them. <laughs> so, I mean, where's God at within all of that? Because even if you turn on TBN, some people might get offended. There's false promise on that, too. And then on top of that, you got people like, say, for example, Bill Moore, who are against everything that Christians are trying to do. So now he has a way bigger platform to convert maybe someone on the fence to atheism, right? So Mm. I thank God that he's allowed us to speak to people, speak to individuals who just want to talk about one thing and, and and not even be, you know, preachy or churchy or, you know, whatever adjective you can describe Christians. Um, I, I just I thank God for this. And I pray that um, God allows us to build on one another, uh, build with our listeners, once again, just have an open conversation, an open dialogue, because it's needed. Because the way, you know, people, I, I hear it almost on a daily basis. It's the end times. The world has come to an end. Well, if, if I was born in, 19, if I was alive in 1942, <laughs> I would think the same thing when Hitler was in power. So no man knows the, the day nor the hour. <laughs> so I, 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 I just, I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I think I think I, you, I think <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like pe- people people kill me when they say it's the end of the world or the end times because this and that. Hitler was working whatever we facing right now. Jim Crow was working. No, I'm not even going to get started on that. But um, I, I I I thank God for this platform. I thank God for for you guys. I thank God for our listeners. Um, and, I, and I thank God for his word Because that's what we lean on In our times of trouble We lean on his word in our times of need And without his word I don't know where I would be right now Well I do know where I would be One or two places in, in the graveyard and the jail cell So I, 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 thank, I thank God for You know His ability to Allow the Holy Spirit to work within our lives um, I, I, I trust and believe that he is moving forward with it within the within his within the spirit realm to allow us to be bigger and greater within this season. You know, we have a great show in store. We have um, awesome guests that are going to be coming on. Um, we, I mean, you guys thought season two was awesome. I guarantee you, season three is going to be way better than than, than last season. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Joe. Monique. Um, I'd like to Yeah, I'd like to close with saying you know, so many of us, I, I think I can speak for all of us. You know, even when we're like everything's going great, there's still a promise that we're holding on to that we've yet to see fulfilled. And for anyone who's feeling that they're are unfulfilled promises in their lives and they don't know how to grab hold of those promises or see those realized, um, the best advice I can give you comes out of Psalms 34.4. says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. 
seek the Lord with all your mind, with all your heart, with all your strength, with all of your being, seek the Lord. If you truly seek the Lord, you and what do I mean by seek? It means getting in the word on a daily basis. That's our food. And the promises are in the word. The instructions are in the word. So if we read the word, we'll know what the promises are and we'll know how to grab hold of the promises. Um, and also just spending time with God. Turning off all the noise, turning off the phone. Yes, I mean turn off because y'all know when you hear it ding, ding, it takes you out of the moment with the Lord. Completely shut everything else out. Our God sent his only son to die for us. The least we can do is spend 20 minutes, 30 minutes or longer. I challenge you to do longer if you can to really sit with God. Just sit in silence and just listen and wait for him to speak with you. I guarantee you when you quiet yourself and you just wait on the Lord, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. And so that is considered seeking. And as you seek him, you will hear him. And when you hear God, you get delivered from things. And when you get delivered from things, you no longer have fears. Those fears are gone. Mm. Fear is straight from the enemy. As it says in Timothy, you know, our God has given us the the spirit of um, love, power, and a sound God mind. Nowhere in there does it say, right. nowhere does it say fear. <laughs> it says a sound mind. You know, he gives us peace. And so remember that. And when you start to feel fearful, like, oh, my gosh, this promise is never going to come to fruition, you call it out. Like I said, that is a lie from the enemy. You send it. You bind it in the name of Jesus, and you send it back to the pit of hell. And then you ask the Lord, Lord, what an, ex- what an exchange. There was a lie about this. What would you like to give me in exchange for that lie? And listen to him. And I promise you, you are going to start seeing the promises of the Lord fulfilled in your life. Amen. Amen. Uh, That was beautiful, Monique and Joe. I just want to add a a Bible verse here. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, it says, Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Um, That's such a beautiful, because it talks about, you know, having the peace of God. And it passes all understanding. And we have to let the peace of God just reign over our lives so we don't get caught up in the worries of the world. That's what's going to give us peace to con- continuously, like, live this life out. It, I, I think Christianity is very interesting. Um, as a whole, if you look at it, God gives us a promise. We believe in the promise. 
but the promise is that the, so he gives us like the end in the beginning, and we believe that, and that's what, and, and we can't even enter into a covenant until we believe that promise, until we believe that word, and it's, it's very it's, it's it's awesome, but it's very complex to me, and that just shows our faith in Christ, and. What Monique said is very true. We need to get into the word and get fed. That's our food. And also, be ready to receive whatever God has for you. He can show you some things. Be ready to receive it. Be open to receive it. It it may come unexpectedly. We don't know. But God knows, and we trust in him. And if we really believe that he is a lamp to our feet, a light to our feet. Whom should we fear? He's not going to let us fall. He's able to keep us from falling. But we have to be sensitive and have to really learn to hear his voice and also learn his word. And then most of all, cling to his promises that he has made in his word. So I just wanted to leave you guys with that. Uh, great show. Uh, you know, love you guys. It's happy to, I'm happy to be back. And uh, give us a call next week. We'll see you next Thursday, same time. Welcome to the show. It's straight talk with Joe. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.